Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Oh, it's that time of the day. Well, when is it not? Folks, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. In studio with me tonight, unfortunately, is not some buxom woman. It is a, well, fairly bald man. But a man I love. Not in the way this song suggests. But I love him nonetheless. Yeah, and, and Joey, I had high hopes. I really had high hopes. Yeah. Until I saw you in that red dress. Yeah. No, it just didn't do it for me. It didn't bro. do it for you? No, bro, it didn't do it for me. I thought I looked good. Oh, I mean, you look good, but it didn't, it didn't do, do it, do for, it me. for you. Yeah, okay, good. That's a good thing. <laughs> if it did, I don't know if I'd want you in the studio up here playing this song late at night. But uh, the older I get, the more this song speaks to me, man. Because, you know, the sexual healing stops being this, like, you know, status thing, this uh, mysterious thing, uh, a young man's game, and it becomes like this, uh, well, it becomes healing. Does the body good. It's like medicine. And he's over here, folks, just shaking his head, looking down. I feel like I've upset 84 here. Uh, uh, What's have, wrong, Southernwood? You, you, you haven't upset me. Have I ever told you I have a story about everything? Yes, you have. And you realize I do. What's your story? I had a wreck one night. I can't believe I'm fixing to say this. I actually I, I almost killed myself one night. Oh, damn. Oh. I was driving home. I, 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 I and I, I mean, I can reenact it for you. I reached in my shirt pocket and I pulled. I, I dipped snuff. Yes. And I pulled my can of Copenhagen out of my. And you know how you, you pop, flip it, or flick it. You pop it. Yeah. And when I popped it, it flipped over into my floorboard, mm, and wow. I had my hand on the steering wheel, <sighs> and I reached over. You just reacted. Yeah, I just reached over to get my can, but I did not take my hand off. And when I did, mm. it pulled me off the road. My truck turned upside down. I rolled my truck into a ditch. And I look up, and I'm like, holy crap. I mean, it, I mean, it crushed your hood. 
I like crawled out of the window that was busted. Yeah, you very well could be dead. And I was close to a friend of mine's house. I had just left their house, and I I, I walked back up to uh, Butterbean's house. I, I got a nickname for everybody, of course. And uh, and uh, I called my brother, and we we came and we pulled my truck over and drug it back to the house. It was close to where I live. And when I got home, that was the one thing I got home. And when I looked at my wife, I was like, baby, I said, I could have killed myself tonight. She's like, what were you doing? Are you drunk? And I was like, no, baby, I'm, I'm, I'm not drunk. I said, honest to goodness, I flipped my can, and it was late. We had been at a poker tournament. We had a poker tournament that night. Right. And uh, and and when we got through, that's I mean, that's what we did. It was like, yeah, it was like, baby, I said, I, you know, I could have lost you. You could have lost me. I said this, and when we came together as one, man and wife, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it really it was. It's probably the most special time I ever spent with my wife, and because of a tragedy that that brought that on. And this is not nothing like this is not why I came up here to talk about nothing like a brush with death. really make it hot but no i mean that's the only time i ever cried when i was with my wife yeah i mean i actually had tears and 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 she did she says i don't want to lose you but it was that you know we were you know that close we were you know married together i mean we were put together so wow i don't know how we're gonna top (laughs) that and we're only like 11 minutes past the hour only really five minutes into the show how are we gonna top that i feel like i need a cigarette now I have a uh, I have a statement. Okay. Or, yes. that, well, hold on. It's your show. You, you start it ever how you want. You do have a state. Well, you have a lot of I statements. Have a, I have a statement one. and a question for yeah, you. Yeah, you have a lot. You of love statement. when I ask you these like off the cuff questions that I you like have questions. no clue what I'm talking about. Yes, and folks, I'm preparing for the show today, and there's some. I want to tell you a story real quick, though, because okay. I saw this news story yesterday, and I just had to share it. A fire department in England. I don't know the exact neighborhood, but a fire brigade was called to rescue because they're now doing this green watch thing and that's the classic sort of bedford falls mayberry thing with a firefighter there's not often a fire if there is they'll put it out and risk their lives doing it but you know you think of the firefighter as a hero it saves the cat the kitten from the tree he's a little too bold gets stuck in the tree doesn't know doesn't know how to get back down the big you know vascular fireman gets up there saves it all the women swoon they really i mean are going can i get some of that sexual healing uh from the firemen and so you think that's what firemen do so the idea that this i think london fire brigade or a fire brigade in england uh, is saving animals as a green watch initiative okay cool but they get this call from a couple so I think our parrot or macaw is hurt because he's just sitting up on the roof of our home and usually he'll come down or fly off or something and he's fine but he's been up there for like a while we're really worried that he like hurt his wing or something so they the fire brigade respond to the call and they tell the firefighters uh, the firemen that uh, you need to say, I love you to him, so he feels comfortable. And so they start that, and they say, I love you, and he squawks back, I love you. And he's saying, I love you back. 
as they're trying to coax him over, he, as they try to coax him over, he stops saying, I love you. They're like, I love you. I love you. And he goes, you. <laughs> the parrot goes on this, like, just profanity life. It's just all over the place. <sighs> well, par- parrots are like children. They only repeat what they have heard before. Uh, anyhow, I don't. I don't want to get into. Anyway, that. I, I just saw that story I yesterday, <laughs> and I was I was very amused by it. That anyway, is amusing. But as I was preparing for tonight's show, you, I knew that I wanted to have a conversation with you, um, because in all honesty, I was feeling a little um, like I went a little too far in my weekend in New Orleans, and I was feeling a little guilty. I wanted to chat with a good friend, and I started that off by chatting with one of my oldest friends, Troy, last night. And you're now a newer friend, but it's going on a mm-hmm. few years now. We we are great acquaintances, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, we, I wouldn't say we're friends. I'd say we're friendly. Oh, very friendly. But, yeah, I think the point is uh, we don't rise to the level of like deep friendship because we haven't like gone out of each other's way to like you know save one another and and that's you you know you wouldn't call me the like help you out of a ditch exactly but i probably would man if you really actually ever had any issue i would be there and that's why i say we're great acquaintances i mean i would do anything that you asked me to but if if you had a flat tire and you were on the side of i-85 i wouldn't be the first person that popped into your head probably not right and and that and that's I fine. Could. But we're friends in the sense that I knew I probably could call you and you'd, you'd show up. Yeah, I mean, if you got to like the seventeenth person and nobody would show up, <laughs> I would come do it. And yes. you know I would, and you, I know yes, you I would, and, and you you well, would probably you, be like thirty five on my list. Right. Well, because I'm, like, I, I'm not very good. Joey with, can't change a tire. I'm not good with tools. <laughs> I'll call AAA for you. But anyhow, you know. Uh, so I'm preparing, and, and I just wanted to talk to a friend. I consider you a friend. So a good acquaintance. And I want to talk to you tonight. But then you sent me a text that uh, would I be willing to play devil's advocate with you tonight? Yeah. For you. Well, I And s- of course I would be willing to play devil's advocate. I'm that good of a friend or acquaintance. And that's why I like you so much. Yeah. <laughs> But you have so a question and a statement. Uh-oh. Well, but see, Joey, that that's the thing. We can disagree, and and people, it's amazing that you know people say, "Oh, I can't believe you. You talked to that, that Joey's this and that and this and that." And then I have other people say, "I can't believe you said that to Joey. This and that. This and that." It's like, well, what, you, wait, what do they say what, about me? I'm just, so interested. Oh, they say. Is his hair really that long? Yeah. Is is. he really that gorgeous? And I'm like, yeah, he really is. I'm not really gorgeous. I'm more cute. I'm like the type of cute that, Um, like, women of a certain age like me. You know, you're approaching sexy. The more the beard grows out, I mean, you're getting to this Johnny Depp deal. No, with this soul patch especially. I can really grow it on the mustache and the soul patch. Once I learn trumpet, watch out. Yeah, I mean, you you don't have the real beard, but you got the little Johnny Depp uh, pirate of the... Carabin is my I children. I like this used to line of conversation. It. Yeah, uh, right. I'm yeah. sure people say negative things too, though. Oh yeah, they do. Oh, of course. Oh. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't be myself if people didn't like me somewhat. See, my brother. My brother keeps me in check. My baby brother. He's like, do you realize people think you're an idiot? I'm like, yeah. I'm <laughs> sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care. Yeah. But no, I saw this meme. I saw this meme and I had talked to a uh 
uh, a mutual friend of ours today, okay. or sure. acquaintance of yes, ours. Yes, a good acquaintance. And uh, I was thinking, what what question? And I had come up with one, and I was like, well, I just don't know if that'll do it. But it, then, after talking to her, I was like, hey, that's a pretty good question. Mm-hmm. But I want to I want to preface it with this meme. Okay, this is going to be a, quite the throat clearing, folks. I want to hear this meme. Well, I mean, I just... No, but it's I good. have to put my glasses on. I'm, I'm getting old now, Joey. You'll get here one day. Yeah. And uh, I, <laughs> it really tickled me. It was a picture of... I don't, it was two ladies on the red carpet at the Oscars. Okay. And uh, you know, with the your dresses cut all the Very way down, low back. Oh, and, and, oh! That, I mean, they had butt cleavage oh. and front cleavage. I mean, you know, those type, you know, see-through silky dresses and all that. Double the cleavage, double the okay. fun. Yeah. And, and this was at the Oscars. Okay. And the meme said, "If you don't want someone fiddling with your critters, don't leave the barn door open." <laughs> That is something I would never say myself, but I want to start saying it. And that was from, it said from my grandma. Now, my grandmother, I never heard her say that. Uh But think about that. If you don't want somebody fiddling with your critters, don't leave the barn door open. Sure. And that made me... Man, you're really making me think about my weekend. I I saw... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you had your barn door wide open. Uh The, uh... I'm just... (laughs) I'm disappointed you didn't have yoga pants on up under your red dress. I didn't need them. Mm, okay. You could have had yoga shorts on. I or had shorts. volleyball shorts. I had oh, normal shorts No, on. we're not going to get into volleyball shorts. Anyway. So if you don't want somebody to mess with your critters. Fiddle with your critters. Fiddle, oh, yeah, you got to have the alliteration. Yeah. If you don't want somebody to fiddle with your critters. Don't leave the barn door open. Mm-hmm. And well, why? That's not alliteration. That would be fiddle with your fritters, but that's a whole other kitchen. Yeah, we're not going to get into English class mm-hmm. here. So if you don't want somebody to fiddle with your critters, don't leave the barn door open. That's right. And then these are the same women that are, and, I, and I'm not picking on women, but these are the same women that have been coming out talking about, oh, I was used as a, 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 a sex object. Oh, you know, this guy did this to me. This guy did that to sure. me. Are women not somewhat responsible the way that they dress and the way they present their self? Are they not responsible for how... People perceive them? No, not people. Men. How men perceive them. Perceive them. Well, I'm glad you narrowed it down to men because women definitely perceive other women. And I think they talk more smack... Uh, than men talk about women, and that's that different. Said, I don't. I that's don't, a whole other different subject. We we'll table that for later. Well, we especially we, when we have some women here. Sure, I mean we can we can come back to that. Yeah, but that's are women but, not somewhat responsible when you have these these women that are and and this is a little bit mm-hmm. of old news. Uh, you know, accusing men of you know taking advantage of them and the casting couch, mm-hmm. quote unquote deal that they're doing are, are they not kind of setting that up because look I, I, if we're going to be honest okay in a conversation yeah sex is a driving force it in is. your life right and it can be it can be a strictly physical for the feeling of it hmm. it can be b like we open the show up with it can be in an emotional 
contact that you have with someone. Electrically there's, divine, yes. It, there's two different ways that you can look at it. Yes. And and the two can merge as well. Hopefully they do. That's when it's the best. But, okay. Honestly, I would say yes. How you present yourself will affect the perception. How you present yourself as a woman will perfect or affect the perception of of how men view you. That said, I can also see a woman, and I really can make this, and I do make this distinction these days. This is what I mean by getting older. Uh, Like, I could see a woman and go, man, she looks sexy today. But I don't really see her as some person I must, like, possess, or that's all she's about. Like, I think somebody can dress in a very sexy way, but that it doesn't really reduce them. I think in some ways it elevates them. And it doesn't necessarily have to elevate me in the process. You catch my drift. I mean, I, I can see a girl who's like, looks great. I mean, you think about like family members. Like, be like, your aunt gets dressed up for the night on the town. And you go, she looks great tonight. There isn't, obviously, because she's your aunt, and I know we're here in Alabama, so the obvious jokes. You don't think, oh, I'm going to try to have sex with this person. You're going to go, oh, but that is, she's presenting herself in a very beautiful, sexy way, and good for her. And it's an empowering thing. But what about when you get into, and maybe I'm wrong by seeing it this way, what about when you cross that line to where you're dressing produc- uh, uh, provocatively? Pr- provocatively. Well, of course, we can. I mean, settle look, on look, a Joey, uh, standard look, of provocativeness. We no, no, well, no, 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 no. We can't. We can sit here and hem haw around the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, if you got your boobs falling out of your top, mm-hmm. and you've got your dress slit from your ankles all the way up above your hip and you can see your entire leg why would a woman dress that way and then be upset if a man looked at her and said wow that's a good looking woman that's a good looking piece of meat that's That's what the the well why would they animalistic part of us is going to think sure that is a gorgeous person i won't but why would they be upset because, okay, I think there are several reasons. Some people are genuinely upset because they didn't want attention from that particular guy. And also, there are ways that men can go about things, some more creepy, some more aggressive than others. That it's like, hey, slow your roll. Even if you're just looking, there's leering and, like, staring, obviously... There's the slight glance. We all understand these things. Now, there might be people who are actually upset. That's what I'm coming to. That they wanted to present themselves in that way. This is just what I've gathered. And they weren't thinking, oh, no, now that I'm going to get catcalled everywhere I walk. Now, I've met other women who go, well, it comes with the territory. Fine. Now, there's other reasons to be upset. That you know what you're doing, but now I can be upset when he plays in 
to what I'm doing. And that's another form of power. It's like, I get to show off and play with this guy's mind and present myself as this sexy, powerful person. And if he mentions it at all, hell, I can get him. It's a whole other game that's going on, I think. Especially, I'm thinking of that because you're bringing up people who are dressed you know, to the nines and showing a lot on the red carpet. And they're in movies where they're doing very sexy scenes. Now, I also think people are upset because, and this is why I wanted to bring up the standard of what is provocative, because I've had women tell me they'll go to the store after working out wearing, you know, normal workout clothes. They feel gross themselves. They feel sweaty. Like, they might feel good because they just got done with a workout. But then, like, every guy's freaking hitting on them at the grocery store. And I just want to get my groceries. I can see why they might be upset. They just want to go about their day. And they're not wearing anything provocative. That's why I wanted to bring up what's considered provocative. Because this is a trick men in history have played. And it's one of the most interesting things. There's not really like a good basis for why male dominance, so-called patriarchy. I'm not using it as a buzzword. No, I'm not using it as a buzzword. Men kind of at the top of society, running governments. Uh, running industry, running armies, and even all sorts of other aspects of life. And it's almost, throughout history, fairly universal. Like, yeah. in a lot of different cultures. And when you look into it, it's like, why? Because, and there are a lot of different theories feminists have tried to come up with, men have tried to come up with, who men who are people who aren't feminists have tried to come up with, men and women. And it's like, well, why is this the case? Um, and one of those theories is just pure dominance. Um, I, and I here, no, but uh, let me hear me out because I, I don't want to just leave it hanging there okay. in the world of theory. Saudi Arabia, they passed a law, said women can now drive. Mm -hmm. The government's trying to push this in Saudi Arabia. There are literally groups of men pushing back on this and harassing women. For now driving. There are people that will shame women for showing, like, you showed too much of your ankle. That's too provocative. And I think there is a good argument that when men dictate how women should dress, because if you dress it a certain way, it's going to make me act in a certain way. It's a dangerous way argument to make. Because I think... At the end of the day, and just speaking for Joey here, not for all men, because I obviously can't do that. Uh, I'm responsible for my actions. I can't blame somebody else for what I do. I can blame maybe somebody else for making me feel a certain way, but when it comes to action, you know, I, I'm pretty much the one responsible okay. for that. Okay. All right. I dig that. But it, what what is the purpose of... Renee Zellweger or whomever, just insert sexy woman here. Sure, wearing a dress that's cut down to her belly button in the back and up be sexy. To her. Yeah, I mean, is that not desiring? Is that not trying to make you look at me? Look at what all I've got. Yeah, are they not responsible in any way when a man does react on that hmm. and just says, "Hey, you want to be in my movie?" I, I, how how do how do you 
how do they get a pass? I heard one. I, I, I want to get to the heart of it. I heard one distinction. And uh, I know it's easy. Here's the oh. thing. It's easy for us to look at the creepy old looking gray-headed dude right. and say, oh, on the couch with him. Yeah, that is creepy. He's a creep. No, he's not. Right. He offered her, and you are the biggest proponent of this. Mm-hmm. Just like drugs, if you want to use drugs, everybody uses drugs, right? Sure. Right. At personal responsibility. Yeah. If you want to be in my movie, all you got to do is get on the couch. Right. Where's the difference between those two things? Well, I think when somebody goes, if you want to be in my movie, get off the couch and, and do what I want. But there's also this idea of if she says no, it's not just going to be like, oh, you're not going to be in my movie. It's going to be, I'm going to go to everybody I know in this industry. I'm going to say that you're difficult to work with. I'm going to say that you're a terrible person. I will blackball you to where you can never act again. It's pretty domineering. Uh. It, well, it's not just a simple quid. If we're talking about it, Weinstein, it, it, it's, it's, it's not just a simple quid pro quo. No, it, he had a whole it, network of people to get away with this behavior. Yeah. He set up essentially an organization of people that was very powerful, so he could do this. But I'm going it's back, pretty messed up. I, I want to go. I want to stick back to if that be your reasoning is I'm going to do this so that I don't get blackballed. Why? come out and dress like a hooker, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, that's the way these women dress. We just have somehow in society, we have accepted the fact that you can be basically somewhat naked But the standards to me are weird to me. For them, yeah. but, I mean, at certain events. Is there a difference in an event? Is it like... Yeah. It, it, take this... For example, you go to the beach, I mean, women are walking around in bikinis. They're basically walking around in what would amount to a brassiere and their panties. I was about to bring up the at, beach. At the beach. Doesn't mean at you the can beach, act in a... That's but it, acceptable. It's at the beach. If you saw that same woman walking through here, yeah. you know, during the day as a salesperson, is... I would probably look uh, you, and go, Would that be like... There? What the hell's going on? I, no, I would look and go, that's awesome, and also, what the hell is that? So what's the situation of the ethics that you apply to different situations? Well, I, if that would be more, <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's, that's really, not really so an ethical. I don't think that's more has to do with just, like, cultural norms. Like, if you're walking down downtown Montgomery, as opposed to Bourbon Street, where I just was... There's just generally how people think and carry themselves. And if you stick out like a sore thumb, that's what I mean by what's going on. So, therefore, if As you're, opposed to a beach, I, I don't really see... So, if you act in a different way on a casting couch than you do in, in public, then it's the fault of the person that you were engaged in an activity with on the casting couch? How, how, I mean, you should expect that. If you're, uh, if you're a gorgeous woman... Mm-hmm. And you're in a bikini walking down the beach. You should expect guys to look at you as you walk by. Correct? So what guys do, yeah, for the most part. Well, not all guys. Well, guys, girls, I mean, uh, what have you? I mean, you should be like dadgum. I mean, you should expect that, correct? So why should you not expect when you go into a casting room? Because we're here to make a movie, not for me to do you sexual favors. Oh, no. See, that's, that's, that's where... 
Not, not if you're going to portray and yourself in that area. No, I, I, I think women can portray themselves in a sexual manner, and that doesn't mean that they are then owed or they now owe somebody a sexual, actual sexual act. I think they know what they're signing up for, though. Some do. Some, Joey. Some, some do. All, some also realize that if I don't do this, what happened? Well, then that's when, you, that's when you get to a different... Or is Are you willing to sell your soul to get to a point in your career where you want to get? Or are you going to stand firm? And I would hope... I have three daughters, yeah. and I would hope if that situation ever came up with any one of them, that they would give the middle finger to them and say, if that's what it takes, I'm not doing it. Well, but I, I want to get to this one distinction that I heard a while ago that I think will hit home for you, because you do have daughters. Say your daughter is going off to college, and there's going to be fraternity parties, there's going to be young kids probably getting intoxicated and they're kind of on their own they're not completely self-sustained yet but you know college is the least amount of responsibility with the most amount of freedom that's one way my uncle has put it and he's mm. he's probably right yeah for least the most a, part least amount of responsibility most amount of freedom um and so you're saying to a daughter before you go into one of these parties, don't put yourself in a terrible situation. By that, I mean, don't get blackout drunk. Don't take a cup from somebody that just hands it to you. It's terrible. You have to even think about that, but that goes on in this world. And this is like a very similar to like, this is a bad part of town, lock your car doors conversation. Yeah. yeah. But, and I think it's fine to say that preemptively. Don't put yourself in a bad situation. But imagine that same daughter comes to you and says, I think this happened to me at a party. I think somebody took advantage of me. God forbid I think somebody raped me. If the first thing you said was, well, you shouldn't have got blackout drunk, then you're an a-hole. I'm not saying you would. I'm saying at that point, it is all about if this happened to you, I, especially if you're a father, I'll kill the guy. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's one thing to have the conversation beforehand of being safe in the world, in a dangerous world. Because the world is dangerous. Whether it's sex or anything else. The world's full of complications and dangers and evil, wicked, malevolent people. But if somebody is victim to that malevolence, I don't think we can always say you didn't defend yourself enough. I think sometimes we have to stomp out the evil. I, I, th I think you're right and wrong. Yeah. And I, I, honestly, feeling-wise, I think you're completely right. But logically, you're not. I mean, that's 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 what you're charged with. I mean, at some point, because Joey, it always goes back to Joey. It goes back to you have to be responsible for yourself and your actions. And if you're going to put yourself in that situation, and and this goes and, and yeah, but it goes both ways. Men have to be responsible for themselves, no matter how much they're driven to procreate. 
and I'm one of them. And women have to be responsible for themselves when they put the meat out there on the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have got a medium rare ribeye sitting there. Has it been dry aged? With garlic, dry aged with mm-hmm. garlic butter. Basted in butter? On top of it. it. Sound good and right they now. sit it right in front of you and you have not eaten all day and they say but you can't you can't have a bite yeah you know go have you ever been to a a gentleman's club no yes you know how some of those (laughs) i don't know i don't know if it was a a gentleman's club (laughs) i mean you can't get more hanging at that ribeye out there than that and yet many of those clubs the bouncer will whoop you if you touch. I've never touched nor been whooped. Some places allow you to touch. But a lot of places... I've never I think, been to one of them. I think most of the places uh, will... It's wrong, even though it's all hanging out there. And I think if that's the standard in a place like that... I, I don't... I don't. That, that, I, I think that's a mood argument. That, that's, that's completely 100% different. But why? If, if because a guy is everybody to no, control himself in that situation. No, no, because... Why can't a guy out in public where that's not even the expectation, you're just out in public, control himself then? I think, no, I do think that as much as women put negative. themselves out there, I don't think it, at the end of the day, it can affect perceptions. Actions, though, are the person's responsibility. Negative, 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 negative. Because you know, if if you're going to a strip club, you know what the rules are before you go in. The problem, what I'm talking about, is when a woman looks at you and gives you that eye mm-hmm. and is like, come on over here, Joey. Mm-hmm. And you know the look. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've had it before. Yeah. And... And I've had people, after giving me that look, say, I don't want to do anything. And it sucks. And it's disappointing uh-huh but you stop i'm not good god almighty i'm not advocating rape yeah. dude you do stop i mean it's always no means no period yeah and you can say that you know leading somebody on like that is uh it's not a nice thing to do but why in the hell do you leave the barn doors open if you don't want if if you don't want anybody messing with you? Why would you dress like that? What is the purpose of it? Well, because we left out a whole group of people in this conversation. And who is that? Other women, other people who are holding up the social standards about how good you should look and what way should you look. And I think sometimes people like to test folks. Like, can you control yourself if I look this way? How do you act if I look in a provocative way? And do so, who, lose, and, and oh, oh, hey, do you hey, lose your mind? Do you? Great I mean, point. You if if you're doing it to test. test somebody, whose fault is it? But you're kind of asking the if wrong. If I fail, if I fail the test because you're dressed up like that, mm-hmm. is it my fault or your fault? Did I fail the test, or did you perfect the test question? Well, I mean, it's all a test. Why am I hungry for some steak right now? 
Got this mid-rear ribeye, buddy. Prime? Dries. Or no way, this is a Japanese wagyu. Hell yeah. I like that fat. Well, I didn't expect to talk about this tonight. Yes, people are responsible for themselves. People are responsible for themselves. Um, And responsibility when people interact is a two-way street. But there are different levels I think we can understand. Oh, yeah, we can understand. Yeah, different levels of action, what action should be called for. But uh, we could hit a break. We just talked for like 30-something minutes straight. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. <laughs> 84, a.k.a. Southern Wood, a.k.a. The Hammer, is in the studio. We'll be right what back. What I'm talking about. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Alongside me this evening, 84. Yes. And I want to make something clear, 84, as we were talking off air. Um... This show tonight, I have loved it. I live for shows like this where it's like intense, passionate conversation and we're kind of just taking on a topic that's out there that I don't think is easily solved. No. Number one, because it has to do so much with like where you are, like the culture in a particular place, the who's saying what. There's a lot of... Uh, social cues you have to pick up on. And, and I think one reason discussions like this don't get solved is people won't be real about it yeah. and really put the facts out. You try to dance around every single thing and not say, oh, I don't want to say something politically incorrect or I don't want to say something that would hurt somebody else's feelings. It, it, you got to understand, when God created us, he put a desire in us to have sex. Okay. And and he put a desire in the male to actually go out and find a woman to do that with. Yeah. And you've got to, if you don't start at that point, then if you say that women and men are exactly the same... It, it, you just you, you can't even start the the discussion or the conversation. They're not exactly the same. No, but we're, thank we're God not. We have, have different parts. Well, but thank God they have more in common. And we they have different. We also have different desires and different feelings and different things that we need for fulfillment. But also, I also want, and we're about to bring Trisha on. And Trisha, I, I want to make this last point as I'm bringing you on air. Um, okay. Whenever these like men women discussions get going and any type of group this group that group discussion gets going it's like yeah it's never gonna work because i've met a lot of guys in my life a lot of guys are pretty damn different they they have i think what we're talking about tonight in common then you meet a lot of women a lot of women are pretty damn different and they have different oh, yeah. things so it's tough to generalize the sexes oh it is but hey Absolutely. trisha how are you tonight I'm great. How are y'all? Good. I'm How are you doing, Trish? I'm great. Good. I'm about to have my hands in some salmon croquettes. Oh, yummy. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully they'll taste good. I've never made these before. Like like I'm making them tonight. But um, I had to call in because I, I really don't understand why he said, of all the women in Hollywood, he could have said when he was talking about sexy women, he said Renee Zellweger. Thank and I was you. like, whoa, wait a minute. Thank you. That is not sexy. It was the <laughs> elephant in the room. Now, Trish, that was just the first name that came to my mind. <laughs> I mean, there's so many beautiful women in Hollywood. <laughs> Seriously. 
And she's kind of, you know, she's not she's ugly, just, but she's, you know. Definitely not. I saw I more good-looking women in New Orleans than Renee Zellweger. I'm sure you did. Just Probably walking around bourbon. men. Probably. Yeah, certain <laughs> sections of like bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> Trisha, you're killing me to death. You're killing me I to am? death. Yes. Okay. Well, there's a couple points I wanted to make besides that one. Um, as a woman who has been sexually harassed, and I have, I have had men who have been friends my whole life. I've worked with men, joked around with men, ne- never thought that would happen to me. It happened to me once, and it, when it happens, you always feel like it's your fault. What did I do to cause that? You know, what did I do? You know, what, what was I wearing? You know, you know, why, why did he do that to me? It, it, you always blame yourself. So that's first. Um, but second of all, the whole thing about Hollywood is sex sells. Those women are selling their image, um, you know, to get roles. And, the, you know, there's a lot of women in Hollywood that don't choose to sell their image that way. Um, and I have some friends who are actresses. They're not in Hollywood, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't act. They don't dress that way and put themselves out there like that um, because of who they are, and you know the fact that they choose to honor themselves in a different way than by showing their skin and selling their bodies. Um, but I do understand why those women do that and the pressure that they're under to look great and um and sell you know their roles you know that way right. you know because there's a lot of women vying for those roles and joey's right we do dress a certain way to influence other women more than we do to influence you guys <laughs> really i yeah. actually got something right <laughs> yeah he did wow. he did and i think that's a good generalization to make i think women dress for other women not for the most part. No, in 84, to this point, like, uh, to this point, Trisha, that, like, if somebody, you know, is talking about their insecurities, if a woman is talking about their insecurities, half the time I didn't even notice that thing, which I know was something Mm -hmm. wrong, too. But, like, I didn't notice that aspect of your outfit. Like mm-hmm. I, you, I just see the whole thing. And it's like, they you just want to make sure that you do notice it if that's what they're saying, right? So you know. Yeah, because <laughs> because we we really honest. I'm, I'm telling you, Trisha. I'm telling you, we don't as men really know if you're supposed to have open toed or closed toed shoes on. I mean, <laughs> no, it, that just that's really not true. that's a bad generalization because my husband knows. What kind of shoes I should have on? Well, if I'm not sure, I can go ask him, and he's going to be right on the money. Yeah, well, <laughs> on the construction site, close to Mr. Trisha. Yeah. Mr. Trisha is the exception to the rule. I guarantee you, because every time I tell Lauren, she'll walk out with two shoes on, and she's like, "Left ones or right ones?" And I'm like, "I don't care." Left, <laughs> and she always comes out, and she'll have the other ones on. I'm like, why do you even ask me? I, mean, I don't, I don't even care. It was a test, and sometimes yeah, she forgets. To and, see if you notice that she had feet. Well, and sometimes she. Yes, it's, <laughs> Trisha, be ugly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. She ugly. has left the house with two different shoes on before too, <laughs> trying to decide no. which shoe to put on. I have never done that once in my life. Oh gosh. Oh no, I messed that up. Um, but that's what I wanted to add. 
Okay, well, thank I you so much. I just messed up my tartar sauce. We'll have to figure out how to fix this. Well, All right. Good luck with the salmon croquettes. Yeah, I'll have to tell you tomorrow how they turn out. It's salmon. I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> no, they're salmon. <laughs> no, they're not, Yankee. <laughs> Go back to Philly. All right. Later. Bye. Why is there an L in there if you're not supposed to pronounce it, is what I want to know. Because sometimes language is tricky. I ate my entire life. My mother always made salmon croquettes. Salmon. Salmon. (laughs) I guess if they're in croquettes, they're salmon. Yeah. I always heard it as salmon, but half my family's from New Jersey. And I was like, salmon? Well, they're Air Force, so they've been all over the same place. What happened to the ale? It's salmon. Yeah. No, there are words like that. They're like silent Ks. Like the old Cat Williams bit. Remember this one? Where it's like, what is it with letters? I can't really do a great Cat Williams impersonation, but she, the teacher told me, to spell out the words. So I lo- thought about my phonics, and she told me to spell knife. So I smelled that mother out. <laughs> N-I-F-E. He goes, no. What do you mean, no? K-N-I-F-E. K? <laughs> so I cut her with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the K's silent. What is with the silent K? I don't know. The English uh, the English language is extremely difficult. No. I mean, it, it, it really is. Yeah, not as tough as Chinese, thank God. Oh, no. Well, the only I guess the only other one is worse is the... What's the, uh, the African one where they... Well, that's a whole other... That's, that's probably more difficult to speak. I mean, when, it, how do you spell... I don't know. There might be <laughs> I mean, some. I mean, what is the the phonetical spelling of? I am not a linguist, sir. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, and that and, and it gets so complicated. And I hope what people understand and what I try to do is like what we've been doing tonight. It it only works if you have a conversation. There's too much of ha ah, gotcha. Right. I got you in a corner and I win. And you're a bad person. Oh yeah, and and it's that's too much of that crap. And, and that's what drives me crazy. And 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 that's why I think that you and I do really get along so well together. Yeah. I mean, we're putting on a little bit tonight, uh, just taking two sides of an argument that we probably could go either way. We could probably argue either side mm-hmm. of it. It's it's like debate. Yeah. You know, just pick a side and go. And uh, but the the one thing that really drives me crazy is when somebody is hypo- hypocritical. Yes, you know, and okay. they just absolutely just go crazy. They try to have it both ways. About yeah. just say like I mean, just pick any topic. Right. Uh, uh, right here in Alabama, we're having all this crap about the opioid addiction. Yeah, you know. I, I dislocated my collarbones, both of them, Ow. at the sternum. At the same time? Yes, it was... Ow! It was... Ext- was it when you flipped your truck? No, this was like July 4th. This was like six weeks ago, five Ow. weeks ago. It was extremely painful. I'd imagine so. 
and I went and got x-rayed, make sure nothing was broken, and it wasn't. It was just, I had been, the doctor actually used the term dislodged, and I don't know if that's worse than dislocated or what. He said, you dislodged your collarbone at your sternum, and I'm like, that doesn't sound good. He says, oh, no. He said, this is going to hurt like, you know what, for a long time. And So, anyway, you're in a lot of pain. And, and and he he discharged me. He gave me some anti-inflammatories and and this and that. And as I was walking, I said, "Did you give me any pain pills?" And I don't take pain pills. I've had four knee operations, never taken a pain mm. pill for him. I said, "I said, doc, I said I'm, I'm hurting." I said, "I did not go to work today." He's like, "Well, you'll be all right in a couple of days. You can go back. You write with your right hand." I said, "Man, I do air conditioning work. I use both hands." I said, I, it, "The writing ain't the problem." And uh, he says, well, I can I can give you some pain medication if you need some. I was like, yeah. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of why I came up here. I, I didn't sleep all night last night. I mean, went through the whole spiel. And he's like, okay. And he gave me like five pills. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And uh, it, it, the, the doctors are scared to death. And then the, I don't know. I mean, I'm getting way yeah, well, off. We're out of time. But no, and it comes back different to personal. Different subject for a different day. It will be, and it does come back to personal responsibility. And I was uh, talking off mic, actually, with Dan, that I think I, I've met enough people in my life, people that have died from this stuff, people who were addicted and got over it with help. Um, there's, I think, a lack of thinking of this in an individualized way and personal responsibility. How can we help people in an individualized way and do they want to be helped? Instead of making it kind of like, the authority will solve this. But and all, save you from the bad men. Yeah, you because know, all dope is bad, unless I need it. Yeah. So, that is a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. Um, next show. Well, <laughs> if you don't want somebody to fiddle with your critters, don't leave the don't barn door open. Don't leave the barn door open. <laughs> well, it's been the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back tomorrow night.